Welcome to the 233rd episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis! And you picture me just fucking running down and getting all fucking pumped up. You've got your phone in your hand, your microphone in the other. God, I'm ready to quiz. Ready to go. I'm just gonna quiz the shit out of everyone. How are you? I got a battle injury during one of my quizzes this week. They were so excited for round number three that they snatched the answer sheet out of my hand, delivering a brutal paper cut, which I was way too much of a baby about at first and then got embarrassed that I overreacted. I went, ow! Ooh, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things when you've got... Um, you know, the people are all hyped up and they're all hopped up on goofballs. They're all, uh, excited and, uh, you know, you're just, uh, unfortunately going to have to face, uh, some injuries, you know, and that's just the way it goes. Unfortunately, I guess it comes with the territory. Yeah, it does. But, uh, you know, you're a strong young buck. You're going to make it through. I've, yeah, I've, I I'll uh, recover. You- yeah, I had, uh, of course, the famous injury of 2017, where I got stampeded by people coming up for answer sheets. Um, there was the great debate of 2020, um, where I got punched in the face by someone who disagreed uh, with my glitter question. Uh, so, you know, I'm no stranger um, to... I don't mean to laugh at your or your attack. I'm sorry. Well, that's funny, because you did do it. But I didn't uh, mean to. I meant to keep that laughter inside. Away from your your hearing. I saw an argument today on Facebook where someone said, uh, sorry if that made me sound like an asshole. And I was like, well, it doesn't keep you from sounding like an <laughs> asshole. So it's unfortunately yeah. only going to do you so good. They'll call that a wash. I'm not forgiving you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, enough about our uh, trivia, trivia injuries, our trivial Triver- injuries. Trivial injuries. How about we go over a weekly wrap up? Oh, yeah. Let's get into the meat and bones of this week. Not just uh, paper cuts, but actually quizzing and scores. Okay. For quiz number 478, we kicked off a new year at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, which saw formerly Lee's Corner Pals establish an early lead in round one, which they maintained for the rest of the quiz, earning their first victory ever. With 129 points, they've been coming for a little under a year. So congratulations to them on their first victory. Atomic County in second place with 115 points. And you smell different when you're awake in third with 108 points. Mm. Creep factor of (laughs) 8.9 for that band, for that name. You smell different when you're awake? Yeah. Or formerly Lee's Corner Pals. Uh, no, I was going with the, uh, you smell different when you're awake. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the joke that I made was like, uh, sounds like a band that could play at the, when we were young festival, (laughs) but formerly Lee's corner pals. What's funny is they had, uh, they were a large team. And when they, when they came into pointy bell, it was a very busy night and there was only one table left in the corner, a very small table. So they huddled around there and I said, you guys are going to be my corner pals for the night. And then another table opened up right before the quiz started. So they they ran over there. And that's what their team name was. And okay. then afterwards, they came up and they said, we made an agreement that whenever we won, that would be our name forever. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what else have you guys played under before? And they were like, well, one time we were pee pee poo poo. And I was like, go with that. <laughs> go with pee pee poo poo. That's yeah. better, I think. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit better. But um, congratulations again to them. I know that they've uh, recently started listening to the podcast, so shout out to them. And uh, thanks also to all who came out to quiz number 479, our first quiz of 2023 that was Mm. at Ollie's Pub. For the second week in a row, as you wish, maintained a dominant position throughout the entire quiz, ending in first place with 121 points. Bizarro World Citizens in second place with 116 points. 
and here for the beer in third with 110 points. Not to be confused with the other four or five teams with that team name that we've talked about here on the podcast before. <laughs> I mean, it's a rather generic name. You know, you can use whatever team name you want and stuff. But if you if you roll in with a here for the beer, I'm just thinking, well, one, that's pretty disrespectful. We're playing trivia tonight. Yeah, Should please. be here for that. And Let's two, have a little respect. Put a little respect on my name. Get some imagination. You know? I I'll, every once in a while, if I'm feeling especially uh, especially saucy, you know, I'll always tell people, "Oh, you can name your team whatever you want, no matter how lewd or lascivious." And sometimes I'll say, "Just not my couch pulls out, but I don't." We know that you think it's funny. We get the implication, but it's been used a lot, so you know. Yeah, yeah. And thanks also to all who joined us for South Park trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, as well as to uh, Jamie's favorite, The Meat Cottage, for mm. bringing their tasty, tasty food. Love The Meat Cottage. Yeah. Quiz, quiz number 400. It was reunited. You know, we were reunited at last. Mm-hmm. It was good. We haven't reunited. had a... And it feels so good. It felt so good. It wasn't yeah. just good. It felt so good as well, so good. as the song goes. And it was, yeah, it was good to reconnect with them. Hopefully we can get them out to Pointy Bell on a Wednesday at some point. For that quiz, our South Park quiz... We saw an early tie develop in rounds one and two between the Ghetto Avenue boys and Simpsons did it before round three saw the hierarchy firmly established with Ghetto Avenue boys ending in first place with 125 points. Simpsons did it in second place with 71 points and got Tegrity in third with 65 okay. points. Now, Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza trivia this week? Good. We had one team that that ran away with it. Oatmeal Astronauts with a clean sweep, winning the first round with 29 points, the second round with 46, and the last round. What you know round, about rolling down in the oats? <laughs> with 85 points, even beating Whiskey Tango by one point. Holy uh, shit. Team Captain Matt also playing, and Connor, who he and his lady friend uh, with 73 points have been doing very, very strong on the Zoom. Um, if anybody out there is interested in playing Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bit.ly slash nice guys pizza trivia come along and play anywhere from three or four teams to we've had as many as five people on there six people on there at a time so a lot of fun um but oatmeal astronauts funny they actually were from germany and they said that being from europe when i had some questions about you know the abroadness of the world thought they had a little bit of a uh cutting edge so they came out and uh and won well done yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had to take a, a German question off of my quiz for tomorrow night because we do have a German player that comes regularly on Wednesdays and two five point questions about Germany is uh, maybe too much of a bias. So I had to switch some things around for that. Mm. So not one player gets uh, too big of an advantage. Heard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you and I appreciate you uh, being mindful of that. Absolutely. And folks, if you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, you can do mm-hmm. so. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for No Nonsense Trivia Challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, mm-hmm. which can be spent on records, beer, oh. t-shirts, mm-hmm. comic books, and oh. more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And mm-hmm. as Mark mentioned, you can join Nice Guys Pizza Trivia every Wednesday in person at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom at bit.ly slash nice guys pizza trivia. What am I forgetting? Nice guys pizza? I forgot something. Trivia? I, just, I thought I think I forgot something that promo. Did I get it all? You got it. I got it all. That's what yeah. you can do. You can go play Nice Guys Pizza Trivia at bit.ly slash nice guys pizza trivia or in person on Zoom. 
<laughs> just fucking all this up. <laughs> in person on Zoom, go there, sit down, open Zoom on your phone. You can go in person and on Zoom at the same time if you want. There you go. I don't know, because Mark won't know if you're cheating or not, so maybe don't pull out your phone. <laughs> maybe it's not such a good idea. But please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? Yeah. Mark, we got some new patrons, huh? Oh, my God. Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. Yes, we do. Uh, we have some people who have joined. We have some people who have upgraded. Ooh. We have a new team captain, Hayden. Hey, joining the ranks. Hayden. Thank you, Hayden. Yes. The name I was just talking about the name Hayden with somebody the other day about how it is not a very popular name, mm-hmm. um, but it's a good name, Hayden. Uh, there's only one better name than Hayden. We got a new Rumble Snails can name Mark with a C. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Ah, I believe yes. this is uh, my my name brother. Mary, I appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Um, or Ms. Creamy shit. Okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we also have uh, Sam Spencer taking hey. the plunge from proverbial light keeper to quiz daddy. Hey, we got a new quiz daddy. Indeed. Sam. Indeed we do. Sam. Thanks, buddy. Sam the man. And Captain Team Captain Rick G upgrading his membership from a regular old team captain to a year membership team captain. Woo! Rick and you G. know that's yummy. Wow. Lots of new patrons, lots of upgrades. Thanks, y'all. Don't forget, folks, if you want to join the ranks, you can get an annual membership. It's 15% off. Uh, at nono.com, clicking the support link. It's That's the nono.com, and clicking the support link at the, the top takes you to our Patreon page. There you will see a few different tiers you can join for just $3. You can enter as a Patreon supporter, a supporting knower, and get access to our entire archive of episodes, right back to the first episode. All the way back. Not just the last year's episodes, but all the way back, our entire archive, all of our bonus content, all in a special RSS feed that you can use in a podcast player of your choice uh, that support that feature. Yes. And it's a great time. So uh, check out the nono.com. That's our website. Click the support link and 15% off annual memberships. Or like I said, you can sign up individually. We've got $3 as the starting tier and you can go all the way up to uh, uh, quiz daddy tier like Sam and you'll be getting at least one quiz a week moving forward from our live quizzes in uh, in text format. You can enjoy those quizzes for yourself. If you're a quiz master, you can use those questions as you can the, uh, the questions that we ask here on the podcast. You can use those questions for your own quiz. So please check that out. And uh, thanks, everybody, for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Let's take a little break, Mark, and then uh, do some trivia. Let's do it. I'm up for it. That's why we're here. That's what we came here for. We'll be back in a moment. Bye-bye. And we're back. <laughs> Mark, we are. do you have a question for me? Jesus, Lee. <laughs> I think that might have been the shortest break we've ever taken. You didn't even have time to exhale. It is. All right. Here we go. Question number one. What does an analgesic relieve someone of? Hmm. This reminds me of your uh, your carminative drug yeah. question from last week. That very good gas. There you are. I I wrote or I, I answered uh, bowels. I think was my answer. Mm-hmm. But we never found out how that worked. I don't know. Maybe my answer is technically right on that. I don't think so. Does it make you fart? It makes you. It. I think it. It. I, I think it dissipates your gas. But maybe where I'm does wrong. it go? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, maybe and I did look it up. Pee-pee. There, there was a there was a synthetic version that they made. But how you were, I think, asking there are many natural drugs like you were mentioning, like dillweed and uh, 
What'd you call me? Dillweed. <laughs> <laughs> You're nothing more than a carminative drug, my friend. <laughs> it is uh, It is a herb or preparation intended mm. to either prevent formation of gas in the gastrointestinal tract or facilitate the expulsion of said ga- mm-hmm. gas, there, thereby combating flatulence. So the it expulsion says, by combating it? I mean, if I, you expel what, it, isn't that creating flatulence? That's what I'm saying. It's confusing. Imagination. Farts are my creation. <laughs> Come on, farty. Let's go party. <laughs> you have improved that lyric. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's not yeah. hard. It's the most recent episode of Lyrics to Go. The boys covering Barbie Girl by Aqua. What a mess that song is. It's... Yeah, it takes you on a journey. I don't necessarily like where it took me, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's a bad place. Yeah, you should have done that and then hey yeah, uh, you know, as a palate cleanser. <laughs> There's only a few palate cleansers you can do on lyrics to go, because most of them are bad, you know. We got some other ones that may take you somewhere you don't expect. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to your next one. You're gonna be t- uh covering semi charm kind of life. Mm-hmm. But anyway. We're not talking about carminative drugs. We're talking about ana- analgesics. Analgesics. Analgesics? Yes. A-N- that's a comedian. A-L- no, wait, that's Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> Anthony analgesic. Analgesic. What does it relieve? Yes. What does it well, relieve anal, some of? Anal is making me think anal. The butt... And maybe the answer this time is the bowels. So again, I'm going to answer the bowels. I got to be right one of these times. Sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> An analgesic, also known as a topical or can be a topical analgesic, relieves people of pain. Oh, okay. Yes. So where's the anal come from? That's a good question. Um, mm. Well, when a guy I don't and know a, the answer when to a that, guy and a girl love <laughs> each other related to pain. very, very much. And <laughs> when, when did this ointment first come up? And they get, under what use condition? They get they get freaky. <laughs> um, it is a pain reliever or painkiller. It's any member of the group of drugs used to achieve relief from pain. Um, that is analgesia or pain management. Hmm. You call it painalgesic if it's related to pain. Yeah, analgesics are conceptually distinctive uh, from anesthetics, which temporarily reduce and in some instances eliminate sensation, although analgesia and anesthesia are neurophysiologically overlapping, and thus various drugs have both analgesic and anesthetic effects. Well, if you have anesthesia, what do you need the the pain one for? I don't know. I'll what be are these doctors up to? They're trying to double charge you. <laughs> Motherfucker! Get him, Lee. Lord of the Rings is my first category for you. Mm. Are you a fan? Yeah, it's okay. It's good. I'm not as I'm. I'm not a nut. All geek stuff, as a general rule, I'm just enough of a fan of. I'm not mm-hmm. huge into Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. I've seen them all. I like them all. I can answer very, very basic stuff about them. Never got very deep into the lore of any of them. I am very, very much a surface area person when it comes to all geek stuff. Music, that's where I get my geek on. But, uh, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, I played it. Do I know, you know, how many D20 damage a two-handed broadsword does? I would guess maybe one D20. I don't know. A broadsword? Yeah. Mm, that's pretty high. It might be. I'm thinking a D12 maybe. Two-handed? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, kind of a basic plot point. Uh, it takes place in the Fellowship of the Rings. Here's your question. In the Lord of the Rings, the powerful wizard Gandalf succumbs to his injuries following a battle in Casa Doom with wit- what type of demonic creature? See... I feel like this really shows my ass um, when it comes to stuff like this, because I don't know this stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, obviously Mark's not as dorky as I think he is. Um, I'm going to say a Balrog. 
That's correct. <laughs> the Balrog okay. or right. a Balrog is 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 correct. Yeah, Ian, Ian Balrog. That's that thing that he uh, fends off of the bridge on Casa Doom, and they think they defeated it, and then it, as it's falling, unleashes its fire whip and drags Gandalf down Damn. into the pits. And uh, I can't remember exactly how, but down there, Gandalf eventually beats this fucker and then uh, dies. <laughs> well, it doesn't really die. He succumbs to his injuries. It's kind of ambiguous. Gandalf's not human, you know? Him and the Balrog are actually kind of uh, the same type of life form in uh, Tolkien lore, except that Gandalf was gifted human form. So uh-huh. it's a bit of a uh, one-on-one battle. You know, they're kind of equally matched, actually. Um, but you can you can go very, very deep into the lore of that, as deep as the bowels of Casa Doom. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Gandalf backwards is Fladnag. <laughs> when I asked this question and I said Gandalf succumbs to his injuries, some guy yelled out, what a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Why are you going to bring that like, energy? He comes back. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, here's your next question. Caveat emptor is Latin for what? A contract law principle that controls the sale of real property after the date of closing, but may also apply to sales of other goods. Caveat emptor. Caveat emptor. You can just hear Gandalf saying that mm-hmm. while he's fighting the Balrog. <laughs> Caveat emptor. Controls the sale after the purchase? Is that what you said? Caveat emptor is Latin for what? A contract law principle that controls the sale of real property after the date of closing, but may also apply to sales of other goods. Um, it's, uh, oh, man. Oh. Ooh, ah. Oh. Um, it's not in perpetuity. That means like to go on forever. It's, uh, oh man, maybe it, well, I don't know. I just thought of the word that I was trying to think of. And now I'm second guessing myself. I was thinking it's probate, like entering probate. But does that apply? Is that, is that is that what probate is? May apply to other goods. Caveat emptor. A caveat is like um, it's like a reason. It's like a something to be mindful of. Like a uh, it's an unless principle. Emptor makes me think of empty. Nothingness. Hollow. Legal principle. Contract law. There's exclusivity in a contract. There's non-disclosure. Caveat emptor. Non-disclosure. That doesn't have anything to do with sales, though. Some kind of uh, clause that allows the the sale to nullify or reverse. I don't know. If I had a team here, maybe we would uh, we would come up with it. But I'm just going to have to answer probate here. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. The correct answer is buyer beware. Hmm. Okay. Buyer beware. All right. I feel like I was kind of you're sniffing barking, around the tree. You were, you were barking up the right tree. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of barking, how about a dog's question? Great. I love eggs. Known for its keen sense of smell, which friendly and good-natured small breed of dog is more popular as a pet in the U.S. and Canada than in its native England, where it was commonly used to hunt hare and rabbit? 
And I might say that this is a small to medium size, just, you know, to put your mind in the right place here. Okay. Known for its keen sense of smell, which friendly and good-natured breed of dog is more popular as a pet in the U.S. and Canada than in its native England, where it was commonly used to hunt hare and rabbit? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, first idea I had was the schnauzer, but that sounds very German. And when I think of England and I think of dogs, I'm kind of wondering, I think I'm just going to go for it because my stomach is telling me, you know what? Go for it. And I'm saying, all right, you said it. I'm going to say the beagle. That's right. (laughs) Holy shit. Thanks mainly in part to Snoopy. Yeah. The beagle. Yeah. Okay. Increased uh, great popularity as a pet in us and Canada. And it was commonly used in the, uh, I think the late 19th and uh, a lot of the 20th century for hare and rabbit hunting. But now, uh, I think in, in the last 20 years or so, those hunts have become illegal, so they don't use them for that anymore. But yeah, that was its, uh, its intended use originally as a breed. Fantastic. All right, here's your Good last job. question from Moi. What dairy term is used to describe turnover or loss of customers, usually expressed as an annual percentage. Hmm. What dairy term is used to describe turnover or loss of customers, usually expressed as an annual percentage. Dairy term used to, uh, Represent the loss of customers as a percentage, the something rate, the loss rate, the dairy term, the milking, the milking of customers, milk, the, (laughs) uh, hmm, coming home to roost, dairy term, the churn, the churn of customers. So churn represent a loss though? I could see a churn being a a a turnover. Is that what you said? Did you use the word turnover? Uh what dairy term is used to describe turnover or loss of customers? Mm, Usually expressed as an annual percentage. We lost them to the churn. (laughs) The great very serious. (laughs) It's almost too serious. The wheat from the chaff. Wheat is not a dairy product. Very good. But what is chaff? Is that is it like an oatmeal thing? With milk? Curds and whey? That's what I'm thinking of. Not wheat and chaff. Curds and whey. Mainly the curds. Separate the curds from the whey. You don't want those curds. Just talking to yourself. Mm, spoilage. I'm sussing, man. I'm self-sussing. I know. You don't want those one thing curds. I've learned on this show is when you self-suss, you can't be quiet. You can't keep all your thoughts to yourself. It's very boring. Yeah. No. No. Even I agree. If, even if it's idiotic, you have to say it out loud. It's just funny when you're just like <laughs> having like you're just like saying things like you don't want those curds. Leave those alone. You sound like Clint Eastwood talking to the chair. Remember that wacky shit? What a fucking nutcase. President Curds and Way sitting in this chair. You don't want those curds. You don't want those curds. Listen to me. You want Way as a president. When I was 35 years old, I shit myself when I come. What? Living the dream. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the churn, as in churning butter. Churn? Is correct. Great oh, job. yeah, baby. Yeah, churn them out. That's what I'm talking about. The churnover. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Great uh, job. Right. Thank you. I was worried you were starting to kind of get away from yourself there. Mm-hmm. All right. The churn. The churn. Oh, I made it through. I sat in on a business meeting where they talked about churn. I was like, whoa, I'm in the big leagues now. Mm-hmm. They're using dairy terms. Talking about churn. All right. My last question for you. 
ever. I'm going to save this biology question for maybe another day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a classic arcade games question instead. How do you feel about that? Feel okay about it. Would you rather have the biology? No, let's do it. Okay. Classic arcade games. Which classic arcade game sees players mounting an ostrich or stork to collide with each other or enemy knights who themselves pilot buzzards? Oh, I have no idea. Which classic arcade game sees players mounting an ostrich or stork to collide with each other or enemy knights who pilot buzzards? Um, I have no idea. Um, so I'm just going to guess a word, uh, cause I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've never seen this game before. I don't think, mm. um, I was hoping you'd ask it kind of like burger time or something. This I'm, is a, arguably a bigger game than burger time. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, I'm going to say joust. That is a sport where knights collide with each other. And it is indeed the name of this game. <gasps> Good job. Joust. Are you fucking kidding me? Cheers to you, my friend. Jesus Christ. Cheers to yes. you. Yes. I mean, you said knights, so I was like, they're colliding. I, it's got to be fucking joust. I was like, there's probably some fucking clever name to it, but god damn. That was my little bee right there. Oof. Yeah. You found my little bee. I found that little bee. <laughs> Give me this thing. All right. That's three and three. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, take a little respite. We're going to take a little one, huh? Yeah. Very you know little. What? Okay. We'll take a little one. And then we're going to we'll come back. back. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. We're back and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. Got a few notes here from our Discord. Nabil, Motor Liquor, a.k.a. Blake, Fade to One, a.k.a. Kevin all working together on the Discord to let us know that the Constellation Gemini does indeed have more than two stars. I was so relieved when I saw someone say, when you Google it, it looks right off like you only have two. And I was like, okay, I'm not a complete fucking idiot. Because I was like, where in the fuck did I come up with this misinformation? But thank yeah, you, Yeah, apparently on, only two are, are typically visible due to light pollution and other factors. Got it. Um, but it should be noted in your question, though, this is a bit of a, uh, a mythology hint here. Castor and Pollux are twins from Greek and Roman mythology. Ah. So if you recognize those names from mythology, very easy to uh, to get the answer to that question there. Perfect. So thanks for that, gentlemen. Uh, Formosa, I was curious about that. It was not Taiwan's indigenous name. It did have a, a few indigenous names, none of which were Formosa. Formosa was uh, given to it from Portuguese sailors. They started using the term in 1542. The word um, Formosa means beautiful. They called it Isla Formosa, beautiful island. Ah. And the name Formosa eventually, quote, replaced all other all other names in European literature, end quote, and remained in common use among English speakers into the 20th century. Got it. That's Neat. according to Wikipedia right there. That's wonderful. God bless Wikipedia. Now, if you've heard something on the podcast that doesn't sound exactly right to you. Hey, that's not right. You can write to us. You can do so at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com. Give us a call 1929-356-6966. Or you can find us on social media. Tweet at us there. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else. You might find our show available to rate and review. You know, it's like what they say: two rights make two rights right or wrong. You being right and you writing in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's a new saying that's going to really take off. Now, I don't know if I'm going to include this in the episode, Mark, but I did want to read it to you here and also uh, to our our audience here that's that's in the Discord as well. Um, we did get a another message here. On uh, Messenger, this is from a uh, lady named Jean, who wrote, Can Mark complete a sentence without dropping multiple F-bombs? No. So, Mark, you can't, right? Fuck no. That's why, that's why we have it labeled as explicit on all the podcast platforms and stuff. And so we're, we don't get messages like this. That's the whole point of why we label it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry if you're offended by how much I cuss, but it's just in my nature. And I'm like, I'm not doing it here because, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be funny about it. You know, I, uh, it's just when I talk and I'm, and I'm, you know, into it, I cuss. That's just the way it goes, Gene. I'm really sorry. I, I do apologize. I'm not going to change it. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's why I love doing trivia at nice guys because I can be myself. Um, and I hope you still listen. Um, you know, if you think that there's some kind of psychological issue with me, feel free to message me on Facebook and we can, we can talk it out, but, uh, peace be with you. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, peace go with you or whatever. I don't know. Can I tell you something here that that might have an impact on everything that you just said? Sure. She spelled your name with a K. Okay, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eat. Exactly. Now you can and, eat my human shit out of my asshole. And I, I didn't want to I didn't want to read this, you know, in any kind of attempt to to shame you. I just wanted to let you know how I deal with with people like this, Mark, because uh she wrote your name wrong. I thought I would reply with uh hygiene, and that's not hello gene. That's H Y G I E N E. Hygiene. Um it might not be to your tastes, but we here at No No HQ love Quizmaster Mark and everything he brings to the show. Aww. Please note our episodes are marked explicit. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate your feedback and listenership. Quizmaster Thank you for Mark. having my back, Lee. I appreciate Absolutely. you. So, hi, Gene. Hi, Gene. <laughs> hi, Gene. <right>. Bye, Gene. <laughs> Bye, Gene. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, uh, and get into round two right now. Okay. Uh, I've got a sports history question for you. Now, Mark, you know that we do at No Nonsense Trivia category requests. And uh, when I saw sports history come down as a request, I thought, let's go back to the very beginning. Mm. The very beginning of the sports The very history. beginning of sport. What country is home to cave paintings? Featuring the earliest depictions of sports dated to circa 15,300 years ago. If you're curious about what those sports are that are on those cave paintings, that would be sprinting and wrestling, both depicted in these cave paintings. What country is home to cave paintings featuring the earliest depictions of sports, sprinting and wrestling, dated to circa 15,300 years ago? What country? Cave paintings. Sprinting and wrestling. Um, <clears throat> man. Definitely getting this wrong. I'm going to say Argentina. Wrong. No, Mark, I'm sorry. The mm. correct answer is France. France. France? Mm-hmm. Really? Now, that one, I mean, France is known for, you know, it's, it's ancient cave paintings. Uh, but I thought, yeah, that might throw some people because, you know, they might think past it like, well, France is kind of the obvious answer. And, uh, yeah, actually, uh, a minority of players got that right. Only 38%. So don't feel too bad. Um, you're in large company there. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Let's, uh, let's, uh, talk a little bit more about sports, huh? Yeah. Here's my question for you. FIFA has probed into how what celebrity chef celebrated through memes was able to get on the field and hold the World Cup. Really? Yes. Huh, I didn't I missed this one. Oh, really? Was this, was this most recent, the most recent World Cup? Yes. Oh. FIFA has probed into how what celebrity chef celebrated through memes was able to get on the field and hold the World Cup. The World Cup famously only to be touched by certain players. Not even every player on the field can hold the World Cup. And mm. this celebrity chef got on the field and held the World Cup. If you do not know their actual name, um, another you know uh, popular name that that is used for them can be you uh, can be given as well. Hmm. Okay, well, that little hint throws me off a little bit because I was thinking, what's a, a memed celebrity chef? And uh, it's got to be Guy Fieri. But 
when you said I'll give I'll take another name, that makes me think that maybe he is a or they are a chef that um came to prominence online, maybe through a different like an alias, like a uh TikTok or YouTube channel or something like that. Cause I I don't know if you're saying like you'll accept the mayor of Flavortown as an answer. I suppose that is what you're saying because I would of what you just said, but I I don't think that's the correct answer. Are are you suggesting that people don't know Guy Fieri's name and they just know him as the mayor of Flavortown? Oh, there's the mayor of Flavortown. There he goes. There's that meme with the mayor of Flavortown in it. (laughs) Yeah. What's his name? Don't bother telling me his name. I'm going to call him the mayor of Flavortown. The Flavortown guy. Well, when I'm thinking of YouTuber celebrity chefs, there's Joshua Weissman. He's a got several several million, a million subscribers. He's got a New York Times bestselling cookbook. I know that. There's also Babish, which is not his real name. That's the name of a character from the West Wing. And uh, he adopted that because of the many TV and pop culture inspired dishes that he makes. And yeah, I don't know his real name. I do know his quote unquote nickname, which is Babish. So based on your hint, that's what I'm going with. Babish. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> this celebrity chef, his given name is Nusret Gokchi. But people know him as Salt Bay. <laughs> Oh, of course. The so memes. Salt, yes. So Salt Bay got, got down onto the uh got down onto the uh, to the field right next to Lionel Messi, arguably the best football player, soccer player of all time, and grabbed the World Cup and held it right next to him and people were like What the fuck's going on here? I don't know if he grabbed it, but he's like, you know, let me hold that. (laughs) And Messi was like, okay, I I think it was Messi who gave it to him. Are you kidding me? He he messed up, man. He should have seasoned that bad boy. That's what he's known for. He should have dropped a little seasoning on it. You You don't need to touch that thing. Pick up the grass, get some grass and, 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 and grass bay it. (sighs) My man broke character. (laughs) (laughs) He hates I picture him having a little, a little satchel of salt. Like Laura, like Laura Croft's uh, hip pouch, mm-hmm. where he just gets in there. He's got some Himalayan salt on his left, some iodized salt on his right in case someone's got a goiter. He's got some, you know, rock Dude, salt. If, if Salt Bay was actually a cool person, he would have that. Yeah, but you he's know, not. You can, you, yeah, that's that's your big indicator that he's a douche is that he grabbed the World Cup instead of seasoning it like he should have, <laughs> as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> Anyway, let's lighten yeah. our spirits with a question about toys. Ah, vintage toys. Vintage Old toys. Mm. Produced in 1979, the highest selling Star Wars toy at auction was sold in 2019 for $185,850 and featured which character? Oh, it's a character, huh? Mm-hmm. Produced in 1979, the highest-selling Star Wars toy at auction was sold in 2019 for $185,850 and featured which character? Well, I mean, you know, what's interesting about this, I mean, well, obviously, it's just a, it's a great question. Um, I feel like there is some added oomph to it if it's a little bit of a shock. Um, the original Star Wars coming out in 77, which makes me think that this came out during the second film. Um, the obvious answer I feel is, uh, Darth Vader. Luke Skywalker would be up there as well two of the best known characters. Um, however, I mean, what if it's Chewbacca would be a little bit of a dark horse that would make it an interesting question upon being a good question. 
Um, and what would make it so expensive? Is it because it has a lot of stuff that it does, or is it because um, it was just rare? I'm going to guess Princess Leia. Maybe it's Princess Leia. Is that the one where they have Slave Leia? And maybe they just didn't make many of them. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Leia. That's a good guess, but yeah, Slave Leia or the uh, you know the Leia under Jabba's duress action figure. I don't know what they would name it these days. Um, but they they did famously remove the word slave from Boba Fett's ship name, uh, and that is the answer. Actually, it's Boba Fett. Boba Fett is the answer here. And the reason that it was so expensive is because it was a shortly produced version of the toy that had a backpack uh, that fired a missile that was perceived as a choking hazard for kids. So they, they made the new version without the fireable missile, which made that original version of the toy super, super rare because he's already kind of a rare character in the first place. A lot of his popularity came as we've talked about later on in, in, uh, in history. When he first came out, he was a rare character and was just kind of like enjoyed by fans because he looked cool. Right. His backpacks got jets. He's Boba the Fett. Mm-hmm. Yes. Words by the infamous and notorious MC Chris. Indeed. Here's a question for you. Who is the Roman God of thunder? Hmm. Love that silence. Roman mythology never been my my strong suit. I remember when I was learning about mythology in uh, middle school English class or whatever. They they said, "Yeah, there's Greek gods and Roman gods, and they're kind of the same, except they got different names." And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, "I'm just gonna remember the Greek versions." <laughs> Yo, give me these Greek ones. I think the Greek uh, ones are more famous, kind of. Yeah. Hoisted by my own petard, because now I wish I'd remembered the Roman ones. Um, Captain of my own the, Picard. The Roman god of thunder. Thor is a Norse god. Who is the Greek god of thunder? Is it also Thor? Sounds There's like- no way that Thor is the god of thunder in Norse mythology, Greek mythology, and Roman mythology. My brain was trying to convince me of that. Just answer Thor. It's probably Thor. But there's no way, Brain. No way. The Roman god of thunder. Thun- thunder. Thundercles. Thundercles. I haven't thought about that name in a minute. Romulus. Remus. The founders of Rome. I'm just saying those out loud just in case it starts jogging my mind uh, Roman territory. Romulus. Remus. Thunderous Clapicus. Thunderous Clapicus. <laughs> Clapicus Cheekicus. <laughs> you stumped me on this one, my friend. I really don't know. I've got no idea. I'll go with uh um Thoracles. Sorry, that's which I think is a Greek you're gonna be shocked suffix to anyway. That this is that is incorrect. The correct answer. Why don't you learn me on this one? Jupiter. Jupiter is the god of thunder. I'm such an idiot. No, 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 no. (laughs) I didn't even think about the planets. Yeah. On there. That would have been a good cheat sheet rather than Thoracles. Anyway. All right. What are we going to ask here? How about a James Bond question? Sure. Okay. With the exception of the film, Dr. No. What phrase is shown on screen at the end of every James Bond film? With the exception of Dr. No, what phrase is shown on screen at the end of every James Bond film? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I've seen a James Bond film. What phrase? Yes. There's only one movie that does not have this phrase. Dr. No. Dr. No. Dr. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Dr. No-No. <laughs> there you go. Now we're talking. Um, We should take that whole movie, and every time someone says Dr. No, we just double it. <laughs> Dr. No-No. 
coming soon to our uh, Patreon audio stream. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The entire movie. (laughs) Um, Live long and prosper. I don't know. Um, There are actually two variations of this phrase that are used, but they they share the same sentiment. So I'll, I'll take either one. Okay. Um, I'll say, um, what's 007's like, when I think of like his like popular phrases, shaken, not stirred, um, damn, um, If I would have, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Um, I love that that line when uh, Scooby goes row row double o seven, rubble o seven. There you um, go. <laughs> I I don't I I don't even know what to guess. Um, fuck, shit. Sorry, Gene. <laughs> I don't know. Live and let die. I don't know. No, that is the title of one of the movies. Right. Yes. Thank but you. That's incorrect. James Bond will return or 007 uh, will return. Of course. Mm-hmm. Which you might have seen parodied in other movies and stuff like that. I almost said until next time. <laughs> oh, top so, top I mean, for now. Yeah. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim true. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, here is uh, your last question for this round. Uh, in what decade was the Cigarette Labeling and Advertising Act passed? In which decade was the Cigarette Labeling and Advertising Act passed? Hmm. I want to say it was the 1990s. I think uh, Surgeon General C. Everett Coop kind of spearheaded this. It might be the 80s, and it just took a while, but I feel like I remember being a 90s kid and seeing Joe Camel. Maybe that was leftover t-shirts and and ephemera from the 80s, but um, I'm going to go with the 90s, 1990s. So that's incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is the 1960s. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this might this must have had something else to do than Joe Cool. I remember he was uh he was banned from advertisements because they they felt like that it was uh, you know, selling cigarettes to kids, advertising cigarettes to kids, but this must have been like an initial thing before all that. Yeah, I think so. I think this is uh probably where they just had to say something on the packaging about like, you know, don't smoke while you're pregnant, effects. that kind yeah. of thing. All right. Well, that's three and three. Uh, let, let's take a little break and we're going to come back and get right into our final questions. Oh, yeah. What artist holds the record for the most stolen artworks in the world with more than 1,000 of their artworks reported missing as of 2020? People just can't keep their hands off this work, this art. Uh Uh-uh. A thousand? Over a thousand? Over a thousand. Good Lord. They'd have to be somewhat prolific. Van Gogh, Picasso, or Van Gogh, I should say. That's one of those names that's so easy to say incorrectly because everybody says it incorrectly. So you're like, I'll say Van Gogh. No one will even know I'm saying it incorrectly. You know, it wasn't until I went to the immersive experience uh, where mm. they said Van Gogh and I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I I've figured. been living a lie. <laughs> Van Gogh, Picasso, Picasso, very prolific. It's actually Picasso. Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Not at all. <laughs> Pablo Picasso, Leo, Nardo de Ninja Turtle. Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Didn't doesn't he have a bunch of names? There was a yes, question he, he has like like nine names or something. Yes, he does. Yeah. As true Spaniards do. <laughs> Got long ass <laughs> sequence of names. It's like 
son of such and such who was son of that who was daughter of that their names like describe their whole lineage i think well his uh his thing just says pablo ruiz picasso maybe it was salvador dali oh yeah yes salvador domingo felipe jacinto dali i dominic marquis of dali of pubal known as salvador dali <laughs> claude monet also had a uh a lot of paintings God, Dolly was a sexy looking dude. Yeah, man. Fuck. He was a looker. What a handsome guy. That mustache put him over the edge, too. It's just yeah. like, boom, charisma right here. Plow. A lot of people can't get away with that mustache. It's true. You know, you uh, you see him and you're like, let me guess. You're either a uh, burlesque host or a roller derby referee. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, steampunk connoisseur. My bad. Yeah, the, please. Don't leave that out. <laughs> um, I, have my, I have my gold top hat with uh, some binocular goggles. I was I was growing out my beard and mustache for the holidays, you know, to get a proper Santa look going and, and hang some beard ornaments in my beard for, for trivia and stuff. And before I went out one night for my holiday quizzing, I twisted my mustache up into points. And I'm a trivia quiz master, and you'd think that if anybody could pull something like that off, it would be them. But even I knew it was taking it too far. There's something that grosses me out about it. I think I I just it uh, like product and hair grosses me out. You don't like uh, wet dry hair? No, <laughs> dry wet hair. I feel the sure same way. I was talking to my girlfriend and some other people about um, lip gloss. I think lip gloss mm. is disgusting, and I th- and my girlfriend was like, "Oh well, it looks sexy," and I was like, "No, it doesn't." Like gloopy wet lips is not my idea of attractive. Well, there you go. It to each their own. I mm-hmm. mean, other people, you know, find it attractive. That's great. To me, it looks like ugh. Even thinking about it, like, makes me feel like it does something weird to my chest and throat. <laughs> it's just like, ugh, God. Yeah, and if you are listening to this and you you wear lip gloss or you put product in your hair and your mustache, we're, we're not talking about you. We're talking about everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're not talking. You you make it look good. If you've ever given us a five star review, oh, you're the one that's just not you. It's everyone else. I'm gonna go with Pablo Picasso. That's correct, Pablo hey! Picasso. <laughs> I knew that guy made so much art, a lot of it had to be stolen because there's just way too much of it. Yeah. Tons and tons. You know, he made I like was over 50,000 pieces or something. There's a ridiculous amount of, of art that is uh, credited to his name. Yeah, I don't think anybody um, guessed um, Warhol, which kind of mm. surprised me because he's another one that pumped out tons That's of stuff. That's a good and, one. But uh, I don't think anyone guessed him or sussed him or anything. Mm. All right. My last question for you is about construction vehicles. Okay. At 310 feet tall and 721 feet long, the world's largest land vehicle is a gigantic version of what type of common construction vehicle? At 310 feet tall and 721 feet long. The world's largest land vehicle is a gigantic version of what type of common construction vehicle? I mean, I don't know exactly what you consider a common construction vehicle, but my, I mean, my first blush guess is a crane. I mean, because they are very large by nature and they are very tall. Um, I don't know if that's exactly surprising. I mean, again, not to get too inside my, you know, into your head, um, I don't know, you know, if that would be something that you would still put through. Um, if it wasn't as interesting, if it was just like a, oh, wow, what's the tallest fucking vehicle, land vehicle? Oh, it's a crane. Um, or if there's, you know, maybe a little something more to it. 
Um, construction. Well, when there's construction going on, there are, are cranes and bulldozers and construction, like standard construction. Yes, this this might even be the most common type of construction vehicle. I think I read that this is, uh, yeah, used on pretty much most construction sites, this type of vehicle. A standard tool. Standard tool for construction. A bulldozer? I'm going to say a bulldozer. It's very close, but unfortunately wrong, my friend. Is it a steamroller? No. Uh, an excavator. An excavator. What is an excavator? It's one of the... You, you'd probably recognize it if you saw it. It's uh, you, you sit in the cab, and it's got a long arm with a, uh, a, you know, a digging tool or a uh, rotating tool on the end, like a bucket or a, uh, oh. a saw blade. And if you look up this thing, this uh, giant excavator... It looks like something out of freaking Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking sick. Why is it so big? Did, did you see it? No. Uh, I think they made it so big because they just wanted to make a big version of it. I think that was like, I mean, I'm sure it was used, but I think it was the goal oh, of this uh, German design firm to make a giant land vehicle. This thing's fucking terrifying. Yeah, man. Imagine getting caught up in that. <laughs> if you're no in your thanks. car, you're fucked. No, thanks. I'm good. I want to sleep tonight. That's yeah. fucking terrifying. That looks like something that like the uh, animators of Fern Gully designed <laughs> for the enemies <laughs> to drive around. Yeah, it's like that's like an avatar vehicle <laughs> where it's like they're coming to take unobtainium and they've got the giant excavator. It's the biggest land vehicle in the world. It's going to cut the world in half. Terrifying. Absolutely. Mark, thank you for joining me for another great episode here in the know now. Oh, the pleasure was all mine. And thanks to those of you who uh, tuned in this week and every week. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top. That will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our many Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a huge thanks to our quiz daddies, Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motorlicker, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, and Tommy and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Moe, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike, K, Adam Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P. Justin, Patreon supporters get 15% off annually. And Justin M. Justin, maybe you'd like to sign up like these fine Justins did. Uh, and this Justin. This Justin? This Justin. We have uh, someone who posted their Patreon uh, that they signed up, I believe, right now while we're recording. Hey! Do you see this? Hold on. Man. Is this happening in real time? Is this. Yes. Is this really happening? I got happening? the email. I got the email. Oh my god. JB24. Thank you. Live while we're recording. Signing up. God bless you and God bless your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. How exciting. Doesn't get much more exciting than that. I saw out of the corner of my eye while I was reading from my list, I saw a bright flash. And I thought to myself, don't look up now. You're in the middle of reading. And then I looked up while I was in between lists and happened to see that that Jacob uh, signed up. So thank you. Thank you for becoming a patron. 
And we folks, appreciate don't you hear how excited it makes us? It makes it really <laughs> does it. warm us. It really does warm our hearts. It really That's means amazing. a lot. Thank you. And uh, thank you to our Rumble Snailskins, Mark, Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Andrea. I gotta stop saying Andrea. Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox, and Five, Laurel. Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. And again, Jacob, thank you, thank you. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. Or a miscorrection or even just a little no-no. Teeny! Nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address. 1-929-356-69. Six six is the phone number, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia, and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. We have conversations. We have Quizzle. Um, today, Lee was kind enough to make a, um, a, a a what do they call them? What do they call the little things off to the side? I'm such an old man. A channel uh, dedicated to Lyrics to Go, Sister Podcast with myself and Seth. Uh, we've got uh, stuff for Patreon-only people. We've got workshops for Quizmasters. Um, we got stuff for Twitch when Lee does uh, his uh, live Twitch streams, uh, along with John Lewis and John Lane and some other people that have been on the podcast loads of cool stuff on the discord as well as hearing episodes live recorded and signing up for patreon and wigging us both out so uh just check the show notes for that uh, we also have a facebook group the link for that is also in the show notes or you can just go on facebook and search for the no nonsense trivia podcast to join us there and finally don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service five, five stars, stars only please, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners, have a great week.